Do you want me to like ask you what's going on? <laughs> well, I kind of do want you to ask because otherwise sometimes it seems like I just interrupt you and just start telling my own stories. Can you please tee me up? Hi, I'm Taylor. And I'm Maddie. And it's time for another episode of Sisters Who Posh, Halloween edition. All month long, we'll be bringing you super thrilling, super scary, spine-chilling new episodes each week. From reseller horror stories to the tricks and treats of being a Poshmark seller. It may be spooky season, but we'll share our best tips so that your October sales total doesn't haunt you. Hello, hello. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Sisters Who Posh. This week's episode, it is part two of our spooktacular Halloween series, and today we will be going through some of our past episodes and seeing if there's anything that haunts us. (laughs) So yeah, we're going to be reacting to some clips from a lot of our season one episodes. I will say going back through to try to find some of the clips, we had a few things that came to mind that were like, we know we talked about this on the podcast, but like we don't really stand by it anymore. Even going back to listen to the clips, I was pleasantly surprised. Like I still stand by most of our advice. Yeah, on the podcast. Just maybe we would like know a little more now than we did when we were talking about it a year and a half ago. But right, um, it was kind of fun to listen to some of the old clips. So we're excited today to play some of the clips, and hopefully, there's nothing too haunting about it. <laughs> <laughs> but before we get into that, what is new this week, Maddie? Yesterday, you went to Plato's Closet and had like a really good haul. It totally inspired me. I'm back from vacation. I haven't gone sourcing in a minute. And I went to Plato's Closet last night on a weeknight. I'm so confused. Like, what day is it? (laughs) (laughs) Normally, that's like my weekend thing to do. But I had a 20% off coupon and was finding a lot of really good stuff. And especially with the coupon, it was like, it was all adding up. It was exciting had the coupon before and I think it's different like location to location but at mine the 20% off coupon says like up to $40 off but last time I had one they just like did 20% off and I got like a lot of stuff so it like made a difference and I was like I kind of hope they do that again and I know I go to this Plato's closet a lot so I know like the manager like who it is and stuff (laughs) you know them they know you (laughs) (laughs) and they yeah so then I was like well I don't want the manager to check me out like she's gonna have to follow the rules you know (laughs) like yes know the procedures so I was like trying to time it out with the line of every other so then I would be with the (laughs) The other guy. The, like, sales associate. Yeah. And then I thought I had it right. And then all of a sudden, it was wrong. And I was getting checked out by the manager. So I was like, oh, no. So, of course, she does the $40 off. Like, I mean, following procedure. (laughs) You'd hope as the manager she does it correctly. But whatever. So I left and was kind of like, oh, man. Like, could have been a little more if I would have timed that out right. But then I realized it's been a full 24 hours now and I still the coupon I don't think she took it off my account so (gasps) I have if I go again I can use it again like normally the points go away this is so obscure but if you know what a roller coaster though you thought you were you thought you weren't getting the full advantage and you were mad and then now you're finding out it's double yeah and if you get one of the the salad you can (laughs) Maybe cash in for more than 40. Definitely. (laughs) So that was, yeah. That reminds me of our sister, Chloe. I think she posted on her Snapchat story. She works at Old Navy and that she was like misunderstood one of the deals where she, it was like supposed to be $5 off the total, but she was giving people $5 off every item. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. (laughs) yeah that's hilarious another Plato's closet update because that's apparently all I have updates on they shared my picture this week the (gasps) Dallas Plato's closet shared as we tagged them on the sisters who posh account yeah and and like made a comment about like oh like 
this is from there and it's like free people or whatever and they posted it which I was like oh. <laughs> I went wow. they probably don't think it's me <laughs> do you think I got recognized <laughs> oh I think they know it's you <laughs> <laughs> that manager's like I know exactly who this is <laughs> I had like the opposite um, Plato's closet manager experience this week where I was checking out and I wanted to use my coupon and have like a little weird situation with that. And the manager was ringing me up and she was asking me like, oh, are you a reseller? And I was like, oh, yeah. She's like, I can always tell. I'm like, oh, yeah. And then she was like, actually, hey, hand me those two Madewells from the back. And then <laughs> she's like, do you want these two? And I was like, I looked at them. They're like new with tags, dad jean Madewells. I'm like, yes. <laughs> Why, yes, I will take those. Thank you. <laughs> I'm like, give her my card. Call me if you ever have any more. <laughs> she's like, I don't want to have to put these away. For real. She's like, what else can we do on this girl? (laughs) Yeah. That's That's so funny. So what else is going on this week? My gosh, I've been having like a crazy week on Posh. First of all, I had someone reach out on Instagram being like, hey, I really like this sweater from your closet. Would you like want to sell it to me on Instagram? And I was like, because I feel like on Instagram... This has literally never happened to me before. And I always throw it out there whenever I post a haul or something. I'm like, yeah. if you want any, if anything catches your eye, <laughs> let me know. Nothing ever out. catches anyone's eye. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> ever catches anyone's eye of my like 600 followers. <laughs> but someone did. So we worked out a deal and I mailed it to her. So I officially made my first sale without have with like on Instagram where I don't have to pay like a posh fee. So I'm hoping everything arrives. I like got a tracking number for it. I tried to be official and she already paid me and everything. So it's not a scam. So I'm feeling good about it. (laughs) (laughs) The money is in your pocket. Other than that, I had someone use my referral code this week. (laughs) <laughs> but I got a confession. It was our dad. He, he yes. a few weeks ago, I got a notification saying that our dad had joined Poshmark. So oh my was, gosh. So we like texted him about it and he's like, Oh yeah, I had to see what's going on. Like he listens to all the podcasts. So then I was talking on the phone with him the other day and he was like, I want to buy a new Packers jersey because on Fridays we can wear Packers jerseys to work and I only have three and I want to make sure I have four <laughs> so I can last a whole month. <laughs> that is so wow. <laughs> <laughs> and me and me and our stepmom were like, I think three is like fine. Like Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no, no, no. So he bought a Brett Favre jersey, and it was marked for $25 on Poshmark. Or maybe it was marked for 30 I can't remember, but I was like, oh, you should offer them, like, a little less. And he was like, oh, but I'm afraid that they'll decline the sale, and then I'll lose out on the Brett Favre jersey. And I was like, we've sold, like, hundreds of items on Poshmark, and, like, about five have been full-price sales. So I think it'll be fine. <laughs> I don't think they're going to decline. No, I think <laughs> – they, they probably they, they left a little room for negotiations, I'm sure. He got the jersey, so now I have a $10 credit on Poshmark. So that's really fun. I don't Love know what it. I'm going to buy yet, but it's burning a hole in my pocket. <laughs> and then my last update is that I've been doing a ton of sourcing late, lately. Like I mentioned, I had a good haul at Play-Doh's yesterday. And then a few days ago, I went to the bins and I had a haul I had like a full 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 cart I think I paid $77 which is like kind of a lot for the bins I've never paid more than 30 30 or 40 but like a lot of coats and like heavy items which really yeah I got like a bunch of wool sweaters and a bunch of like yeah like four or five jackets so it definitely weighed a little bit more but I was I thought it was so funny when I was telling you I'm like I'm leaving the bins. I just spent, I spent like $80. Like I got to show you what I got. And you were like saying that Bjorn said, did she buy the whole bin? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just picturing. You're just wheeling one of those blue bins out. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> it's like a mystery box. Yeah. More on that later. <laughs> But yeah, so that was a huge haul from the bins. I ended up getting 56 items and I have them all listed now and a bunch of them I already sold. So 
I, I really oh. want to keep going to the bins more. It's like a good way to get my active listings number up very fast. So yeah, you're getting the hang of it. Yeah. All right. So next up, we are bringing to you live our posh news update. Each week, we'll give you an update on what's going on in the Poshmark app, any new features, or what's going on in the reseller community. Okay, for this week's Posh News Update, we noticed a little bit of a new feature alert on Poshmark. So it's a new feature from the buyer's perspective. When you go in and make an offer on an item, it used to just like pop up kind of a blank screen of like, well, what do you want to offer? Like free reign. (laughs) (laughs) And now it pops up. And you still can type in any amount you want in the end, but it first gives you the options of like 5% off, 10% off, or 15% off the listing price. And those are kind of like bigger buttons at the top. So it's definitely trying to like showcase those, (laughs) those prices. So, I mean, this is, this is pretty cool. We'll have to see if it, changes some of the offers that we get or if we notice you know any difference from the seller perspective but I mean if this decreases the number of like low balls that would be awesome like it still lets you if you want to make any offer you want there's still a little spot at the bottom but it's definitely like not the focal point so yeah they're definitely trying to encourage some higher offers by having like the big highlighted buttons at the top and it starts with just I think five percent off and then it's like 10 and 15% off. I'm pretty sure. I feel like I normally send off like 20% offers like when I send people offers myself. So I feel like that's really good because it should limit the amount of low balls that we end up getting because it kind of clocks people where it's like, I don't know if I was a buyer making an offer, you kind of feel cheap when you go in that bottom section. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And it's like, makes you think about it from the percentage standpoint, which is kind of like a different way to think about it. True. Yeah. So we'll have to see, keep an eye on that because it might change our pricing strategy if it seems like people are sticking more to those smaller percentage offs when they're making offers. I think both of us right now kind of have a lot of the stuff in our closets priced up to account for if we are going to give a bigger discount. So we'll have to see how that all works out. Yeah. And this is kind of more like Mercari from the offers perspective where we've said that before where it's like, you don't really get a lot of you don't really get low balls on Mercari because they're not really like allowed. So this is kind of meeting in the middle where it's like trying to get you to they're hit allowed the like 5%. but not encouraged. Exactly. That should help with keeping the offers a little higher. Yeah. Or it kind of shows people a good a good starting point for making an offer. All right. So our next segment is our listener Q&A segment. Each week we read a listener question on the podcast and answer it to the best of our abilities. <laughs> so this week's question is around stock photos. Just some tips, looking for tips on how to find stock photos for your items. We like using the stock photos for our listings, especially on like newer pieces. It's like really nice when you can find the stock photos that are like currently selling on the website and get that item's name and all the details about it right in one spot. I think for for both of us, like the main two places that we look for stock photos would be just Googling it or searching it on Poshmark to see if anyone else already has it listed with a stock photo that you could just screenshot. And we search by just using keywords that describe the item. So usually like the brand, the color, and then a few details, and then like the category of the item. So if it was like uh, Madewell, black eyelet lace mini dress or something like that those that would kind of be our starting point of how we're searching yeah so a lot of times when I'll find the stock photos for items when I'm like checking the comps so if I'm like trying to check a comp on something I'm really doing like the same process of like trying to find an item on Poshmark and seeing what it's sold for and then seeing if those ones that have sold already have a stock photo that I can use. And I definitely like... Like people's items? Yeah. Or <laughs> yeah, I'll do that too where I'll like someone's sold item to like come back to later to try to use their same like description because it's like, well, it's sold for them. 
hopefully they figured it out. Maybe I can use some of those same words, but I do the same thing where if I find the, the stock photo when I'm checking comps on Poshmark, I usually, yeah, like, like the item that way I can just find it later, but then you have to always deal with getting all the offers on the item for, from then until forever until you unlike it. (laughs) Oh yeah. I always unlike things. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. I don't like getting the offers. (laughs) So like Taylor was saying, we use some keywords to describe the item or you know, how other people would describe the item. But sometimes you can't use too many keywords. So you have to kind of play around with it and try different combinations, mini dress, <laughs> then try it without having the word mini in there and say like long sleeve or like the certain things because like of just the way the search engine works. I'm not going to pretend like I know how that all works, but it'll pull up different responses or different listings at the top. So just kind of playing around with that. At what point do you like give up on finding a stock photo? (laughs) Pretty quickly. I feel like when we first started, um, I would like spend a lot of time trying to find the stock photos. But now if I don't find it like within the first minute, I'm like, okay, I'll just take my own photo or just use one of the ones of it hanging. I feel like, don't you remember like back in the day, it used to like really bother us. We would be like texting each other, be like, can you find this? Like I've searched for like an hour, like I can't find it anywhere. (laughs) I feel like I don't do that as much anymore just because... Yeah, I still have the ones that like irk me where I'm like, this has to be a thing (laughs) (laughs) where I'll like then go back to it a couple days later or whatever and try to find it again, which sometimes you do. Sometimes you do. Yeah. And I sometimes other things I've done, too, is if you sometimes I find it on Poshmark, but like the photos a little bit blurry. But at least yeah. if I found their listing on Poshmark, usually in the title, like the, if it's like a free people item, for example, like all the different items have names pretty much at every store. But yeah. if you have that, if you know it's like free people it's dress. Like it's like dancing in the wind or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Leona's <laughs> dancing night dress or whatever. And then you can search it and then you can usually find clearer pictures on Google that yes. way. So we find them there. My last resort, if I can't find it on Google or Poshmark, I will search on Pinterest because sometimes you can find like a blogger that's worn it at some point and you can use that photo to kind of show it modeled that way too. I've done that for um, some Patagonia fleeces. The Pinterest pictures, I feel like it really helps because everyone has like no offense, Patagonia, but the, the normal stock photos are kind of boring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That also is a good way to stand out, too. If, if yeah. you don't want to model it yourself, but you, if you look at your, for your listing and it's kind of a saturated item and there's, like, all the listings have the exact same one photo right. that's from, like, Nordstrom Rack, white background, like, then you could mix it up by using a Pinterest photo. Definitely. The other thing... Um, we'll say too is like the more you search for stock photos or just get familiar with the different popular styles from different brands like I feel like now that we've been reselling for over a year you kind of just pick up more descriptor words as you go like I feel like when we first started we'd do like none we'd be like t-shirt long dress. sleeve <laughs> long, yeah <laughs> so you kind of pick up some different descriptors um, and following other people on Instagram I feel like helps learn it learn them too because people will post like tips and tricks about that and it's really fun once you sell something once and then you start sourcing, like if you find the same item again in like a different color and you're like, oh yeah, I already like can know the name by looking at your own old listings or just remembering. Yeah. Very easy to find photos then too. I've had it before where I'm like trying to find the stock photo for something and I'm like scrolling through and then I see the stock photo for something else that I have that I like didn't know it you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, You're like oh, what's not what I was that? looking for, but like, I'll also take that. <laughs> so good to be at, keep an eye out for other items too. <laughs> yeah. Good question. It's, it is tricky, especially when you're first starting, but just kind of get the hang of it eventually. And yeah, try not to get too hung up on finding it. It's always better to just list it without it and you can always add it later. Yeah. If I'm checking comps and I'm having a really hard time finding it, sometimes that can be like the deciding factor if I'm going to get it or not. <laughs> I'm like, right. It's like, is if it's really, really cute, new? then still yes. But if it's like, uh, or- if I'm not going to be able to model it right or do, you know what I mean? Then it's kind of like, maybe just pass. Yeah. Another thing for brands that have like a sub brand. So like anthropology obviously has a lot of different sub brands. 
we'll try it like both ways, including the word anthropology or like not including it. Typically, it's I feel like most people, if it's an anthropology brand, they include anthropology in the name of the just, you know what I mean? Yeah, they won't use the sub brand as often. So if you're searching other people's listing, it's just easier to search the. Yeah. So if you have like a moth item, like I would still type in anthropology. Okay, that brings us to the main event. This is the second episode for our Halloween Spooktacular series going on all month long here on Sisters Who Posh. Like we talked about, we're going to be reacting to some clips from our past episodes, just seeing what haunts us. (laughs) The ghosts from our past. Okay, so the first clip we have It's going to be from one of our early episodes, part of our sourcing series. Yes. Just starting off without even listening to the clip, the sourcing series part one was all about mystery boxes. Did it before that we don't really (laughs) necessarily recommend sourcing mystery boxes unless you have like no other option. But back on June 27th, 2020, when this baby was released, we were like sourcing series part one mystery boxes this is like spot (laughs) top billing yeah (laughs) i thought that was a little funny too but without further ado here's a clip from our mystery box episode for us that's like what we're looking for in a mystery box is to be able to uh, pay for the whole box with one item because then it's like every single thing else in the box i can just sell and everything's profit from that point on yeah and if the other stuff then takes a little bit of time i really am not that concerned as long as i do have room physically in my apartment for the stuff i'm not as concerned about sending like really low offers and like willing to wait (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh and like then a month later we have the inventory episode where we're like what do you do with all this stuff (laughs) Uh, we're like i have room to hold it (laughs) yeah we're like one bedroom apartment we're good to go like (laughs) (laughs) yeah we probably had like 30 items when we recorded that the minute you get like 90 items it's like yeah you don't want to be hanging on to stuff longer than you have to just because you got it for cheap I think is the takeaway definitely and also just the takeaway of us being like yeah like as long as you make your money back with one thing like it's a win it's like I think when I hear myself say that, I'm just like, oh, no, you should like spend that money on just buying that one thing that don't, you don't need to buy right. it with six other things coming along right. for the ride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's kind of my reaction, too. <laughs> when was the last one. time you bought a mystery box? Probably like, like June 2020, 2020 maybe July. Yeah. I feel like I will give us the benefit of the doubt here because we started reselling during the pandemic, the early days when like shut down, like stores are closed. So I think when we first started following resellers that had Instagram accounts, a lot of them were talking about mystery boxes a lot. And we were like, this is like a main part of sourcing. Like, (laughs) right. So I think it was a a weird time. Yeah, a little unique because of that. And it is a good option. And like we've said before, if you live in a really remote area and you have a tough time getting inventory for cheap, you can make money doing it. But it's like if you have the ability to go like thrifting or just like sourcing online. Yeah. Just like for single items, you put would do a lot better. Definitely. With profit with that. Yeah. It's still like cool when you sell one thing from a haul and it like pays for the whole haul, but like you said, that shouldn't be like the goal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it's nice. Like I like I had that happen at Plato's, like my haul this week. Like yeah. one of the things sold like right away. Some a goldie jean. Shout out to our denim episode. But um, and it's like, okay, that already like paid for like most of the haul, and that is a good feeling. But it's like if the other like if the other like stuff it. sat for like a year, then you would be mad. <laughs> Yeah, you know. <laughs> and we answered that question recently where we were like our, our worst items and we're planning an episode like that coming up here. But it's like some of the items where it's like we've had it for literally the whole time I've had a Poshmark account, basically like a year and a half and it still hasn't sold. It was not a win. Yeah. <laughs> Are you ready for the next clip? Yeah. This one comes from our photography episode. I'm shielding my eyes. <laughs> 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 I know I just like, think back to like okay when I was modeling all my items 
what I, when I started doing the just taking the pictures of them hanging, I didn't notice any difference in like my selling. Like it, like things were selling at the same like speed that they were selling yeah. when I was taking all the time to model. So for me, I was kind of like, it's way faster to not model them, and it, I'm making the same amount of money either way. So no brainer. <laughs> Definitely. Okay, so that's kind of the gist of that one. Gotcha. So basically, we're saying modeling not worth it. This was a hot take for a long time. I'm <laughs> like this one. I'm like only. I'm not as haunted by this one as in the first clip. This is like a partial haunting. But I think I think my point in the clip that I was trying to make is like I'm just hanging them up on my nail on the wall, and they're selling just as good. Which. I would want to go and like actually like look at the stats on that because I feel like the ones that I do model or have a stock photo of sell faster usually than like I have a lot of my old listings that are just like during that time of my life where I was just putting them on the wall and not finding a stock photo for like the majority of the items. I think some of those did sit a little longer. So I, I don't I don't think having a photo showing the item on someone, whether it be you or a stock photo. I think, I don't think it's the same if I had to guess. I don't know because like I, I am so on like team stock photos where I'll, I'll still like spend a little bit of time looking for a stock photo before I'm going to like put the item on. But you think finding a stock photo is better than just like doing the holding out the arm on the wall? Oh yeah. Cause I think in my mind it goes like stock photo if you can't find the stock photo, then like modeling is the next best option, but. Or even a flat lay. I feel like anything, like yeah. I was saying, I think I'm kind of calling like a flat lay modeling or stock photo are all one thing. And then the other one is me being like, no, you can just like snap and go. Like it's fine. And yeah, like some of those listings did sell, but I think it does make it more eye catching if you have a strong cover photo, whether it be stock photo or modeling. I so, agree with that. It's like a partial haunting. Two and a half I like wish I was like more into the modeling I think I need to like have a better like setup for it like I don't have like a really big mirror or actually my husband has a tripod I could try to use that but sometimes I do like you know how if you don't put it like a really big effort into something then it doesn't turn out that good and you're like well I proved myself right like <laughs> confirmation bias yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think that's my issue with the modeling where like I've I've done the most modeling of my own items when I was in Phoenix with you and Macy or like you guys would model the my but that's also when we went to the bins with you and I feel like I've been going to the bins more lately and it's like you kind of have to model those I think because a lot of them you can't find stock photos for because they're old right like any like vintagey kind of thing you definitely want to model it if you throw it on yeah all right, so for the next clip, this one also comes from a photography episode, which this is kind of funny because we recently did a photography episode as a throwback episode. I didn't realize we had so many haunting clips from it, but <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a lot of good information in there too, but here's a clip from a different part of that episode. And then I recently found out this has been like the game changer, <laughs> but there's a way where you can do it where... You select one of the photos, add your little filter on it that you use, and then you can click a button and copy the edits from that photo. And then you can select all of your photos from the day and then paste that same edit onto all of the photos. And it literally takes like one second. So what do you use to edit your photos? So I just edit my photos in the, literally the camera roll app. All I do is hit edit and then go slide over to the brightness and turn it up to 50%. It's not an exact science. I'm just <laughs> sliding Some that bar. memories across. Yeah. <laughs> sliding that bar a little bit. Um, just to, like you were saying, brighten it up and just make it look a, just a little more polished. Okay. Yeah, this is humiliating. Like, what was <laughs> I doing? You were explaining, you know, how to use a photography app to edit all the photos, like, in one swift little click applying the same filter and I'm saying that I'm going into the individual pictures and editing the brightening brightness on each one individually and we're like Like, yep there's two ways to do it either way it took so much time it was just another like 
little task that I don't know what I was doing, guys. And I made the switch. It was so funny because I remember this is like months later when you were like, oh, I finally downloaded Visco and it's way faster. <laughs> like I heard, like I was listening when we recorded this episode and everything, but it just like did not click to me like that my way was taking time because as I was describing it, I'm like, oh, I just like, you know, open it up, change the brightness. Da, da, da. Like, it doesn't sound like a big deal. If you have 200 pictures, <laughs> you have to do that too. Yeah. It's kind of a big deal. And like I said, I wasn't doing it exact. So like the, the brightness on each picture was a little different. <laughs> which yeah. is just kind of funny. So that is still haunting me. Thank you so much for bringing it up. I <laughs> Playing the clip. <laughs> Okay, but I feel like it's a good tip because if you don't know that there's like an option, go listen to our photography episode about that if you don't know because that will save you time for sure and give you a more consistent look between all your photos. Definitely. All right. Are you ready for the next clip? I'm ready. Comes from our retail arbitrage sourcing series part three episode. I think the main pro of retail arbitrage is getting items that are new with tag. Um, I definitely think it elevates your overall closet. It yes. you look a little bit more like credible and you can get a better um, return on these items. When they I remember off. when we first got back from our first time sourcing retail arbitrage at TJ Maxx and we listed the items and you were like, you texted me and you're like, I just feel so cool about our new tags items <laughs> listed. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Ties this is another half haunting. Photos. Yeah, ties into the stock photos. Um, yeah, I feel like we've mentioned this a lot of times where we're like both still admittedly blindsided by anything new with tags. <laughs> I, I know where we're coming from when we say like, oh, it elevates your whole closet. Like I still kind of say things like that, that, mm-hmm. you know, if someone's looking through your closet and every other item is new with tags, it's like, okay, they're kind of like rep you know but that can't be the only reason why you're buying something and I think sometimes that has been the reason why we've bought something we've bought it from when I'm on the fence but it has new tags it's like oh for sure getting it then yeah (laughs) and that's not always a good mentality for your business definitely and like I'm thinking about I mean really I don't do like the TJ Maxx and Marshalls as much anymore yeah, true. You know, depends on the location and stuff, but a lot of times it's like those items are a little bit more saturated. So you might be able to get it for a good price, but it's like everybody has that same item with the same stock photo. So it's hard to sell. So even if you have the new tags, you know. Yeah. I think Ashley from Recloth Collection, she like one time said that like she's more concerned with like condition over an item being new with tags. That's like such a better way to look at it because it's like you could have a perfect condition item, but it's missing the tags. That's going to sell for just as much as like a new with tags item when you're reselling it for the most part, like within a few dollars maybe. And also some new with tag stuff could still have a flaw. So it's like you still have to check. It's not really, you're still, if you're still buying something secondhand or at like retail arbitrage, like TJ Maxx or something, you should still check for flaws and stuff just because it's new with tags doesn't mean it's going to be perfect. Yeah, definitely. Okay, this clip comes from our very first episode and our very first goals update. My actual goal is to be a re- be a real reseller and sell something that I sourced that's not from my personal closet. Along with that, reaching the Poshmark Ambassador level, ugh, the community shares. We'll do a whole episode on Poshmark Ambassador, like how you get there is it worth it what is it it? exactly yeah in short one of the benchmarks you need to reach is 5,000 community shares and that's my other goal I think I'm at about 2,000 right now I did a lot yesterday (laughs) (laughs) she's doing the time what I want to really focus on is getting more listings up uh uh, new inventory so I would love to double my listings in June and get back up to having 200 active listings okay like I said right now I'm at 96 so I need to get some new items in my closet and then my goal for every week in June is to make $250 a week 
So nice. for week one, let me just recap in real time because I don't think I hit my goal. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was for the whole month. Yeah, but that was my goal. And then I'm like, my other think- goal is like, I need a list like a thousand <laughs> items. <laughs> it's my struggle. <laughs> That's from a different part. <laughs> Same oh, episode. My struggle. <laughs> Yeah, we just want to include this clip because you got to start somewhere, you know? Yeah. It's also- haunting me a little bit because of the Poshmark aspect of I'm talking about how I'm going to do the 5,000 shares. And we definitely, full disclosure, have no sharing automation going on. At that so- point, yeah. So that was a little cringe, but I mean, it's pretty adorable that my goal was just to sell one thing for the whole month. <laughs> so cute (laughs) yeah you're like i want to be a real reseller (laughs) (laughs) i love it your goal was like weekly goal like okay i was like i'm trying to make 250 dollars a week which like in a thousand dollars a month that's still pretty good i mean that's not like high goal that's, yeah, like that's my goals i don't think i had come really anywhere close to that at that point maybe i had kind of come close a month before and i was like i'm riding the wave which is pretty much still my same mindset now um, <laughs> i think it's funny when i'm just like yep so i'm not anywhere near it <laughs> but shoot for the moon people <laughs> so this next clip comes from our work-life balance episode from season one and we are talking about American Eagle jeggings. We saw on Instagram a few people kind of mentioned they're like, hey, like, if you like don't sleep on American Eagle high-rise jeans, because like they sell consistently. I think um, yeah, there's been a few different people that have suggested that. And I think every time we go to the thrift store, you find tons of American Eagle jeans. Um, yes. that they have for like between like six to like seven dollars usually at the thrift store yeah. and you could literally buy like a million pairs of them and every time we do I feel like both of us will we'll buy like a pair here or there and every time when we get them home and list them they're like the first thing to sell I swear like, like same one day, day. <laughs> yeah like that one day I listed 48 items and I would say like those were like not an item I was like oh I'm so excited to list these AEO jeggings <laughs> but like so I spent all this time I spent hours taking like pictures of 48 items listing them all writing all the descriptions like refresh my page it's like instantly there's like an offer on the American Eagle jeggings and then like there's like three <laughs> likes already on one of the pairs I don't know what it is about the American Eagle jeggings but they're hot on people want them <laughs> Okay. So, okay. Hold on. We, we, okay. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so many things going on in this clip. First of all, you said you had forty-eight items. What could those items possibly be? Like, you were definitely not sourcing that much. You were definitely working full time. So, like, what? For like when I was working full time, I'd be like my day off and I worked when I had a day off work and I would just be like, I gotta go to the thrift store. I gotta get <laughs> I'm gonna hit three thrift stores. I'm gonna get fifty things. <laughs> and that's what you gotta make some poor decisions. But besides the point, the point is that I listed 48 things and I'm so excited because people have been saying American Eagle jeggings are selling up fast and I, those were the first things to get so many likes and these are the first things to sell. Honestly, I w- I thought I would be haunted, but I'm, I'm not, not haunted. haunted. <laughs> I thought I'd be haunted too, but like I I want to be haunted, by... but I'm not. <laughs> yeah. The jeggings for whatever reason they're still popular and they still sell really well. Definitely, it's more of like a. I used to pick them up for like eight dollars, and then you <laughs> you yeah, only sell them for like twenty dollars. So then you get sixteen dollars, which is still like double if you think about it that way. But you know, I probably could spend that eight dollars on something a little bit uh, yeah, higher. The time that you're spending isn't necessarily being right. paid off. Yeah, so. That is kind of my the only thing that's haunting me. Where at this point, I was probably like, any American Eagle jeggings, <laughs> buy it. Yeah, <laughs> but I think 
if I can still find them for a few dollars, I'm still picking them up there. Yeah. I said it. Maybe I'll be haunted by this next year, but maybe I'll be haunted by this next year. But like, okay, I have, I've kind of had the mentality subconsciously for like the last maybe like six months. Cause I feel like I see them at the thrift store a lot and I've been just like going past them and not really picking them up. Nowhere near as what? excited as I was in that clip. I feel like I've been like, oh, like, yeah. There was a point where, like, the thrift store was kind of marking them up too much. So I was kind of passing. So I kind of out of the habit mm. of buying them. And then I kind of just got it in my head that, like, oh, like, no one really wants those anymore. That was, like, last year or something. I don't know why I think that. Because then I went to the bins and I found a pair of American Eagle high-rise jeggings. This is an item from my 56 item haul at the bins <laughs> that I was talking about in the update. And they were the first thing to sell. So I'd stand by it completely, honestly. If you can get It's it like cheap. the exact same <laughs> scenario as you said in the clip. I'm going to be on the lookout more. Yeah. Well, I really only go to Play-Dohs these days. Let's be real. And they're marked. They have like $20 there. there. So, yeah. It's insane. Which I think kind of says a lot because like people will buy American Eagle jeans True. secondhand for $20. On Poshmark, we sell them for $20. And like... On Poshmark, you can find more sizes and styles than you could at just the Play-Dohs. So, like, paying the shipping fee, you know what I mean, yeah. kind of makes sense. So, I feel like seeing them at Play-Dohs... Makes if, sense that If we that stop high. seeing them at Play-Dohs, maybe that's... stop buying them. To stop. Yeah. But, yeah, I got to get over to Goodwill or something. Try to find some. Yeah, the only stipulation I will say is you got to get the high-rise jeggings or the super high-rise jeggings. Do not get the regular yep. jeggings. No, no, definitely not. Just making sure that there's not any of the like wear. Yes, no, like stretched out. Yeah, on the thigh or make sure the zipper works. Make sure there's nothing weird going on. Definitely, but otherwise, completely stand by it, honestly. And I'm gonna not be... haunted. <laughs> yeah, the ones from the bins I sold for twenty six dollars, like within two days of oh listing. My goodness, like what you wouldn't expect. I probably paid one dollar. all right and then our last clip today is just a early hot take on buy sell trade play-dose closets um the third type of thrift store um that we we've both been to before and i've done a little bit of sourcing there yeah um, are buy sell trade stores or consignment shops um, so stores like Plato's Closet, Buffalo Exchange, um, and just any consignment store that might be in your area that's locally owned. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a lot of items that you can buy secondhand. And what is kind of nice about going that route, you do have to pay more than you pay at Goodwill per item. But most of the items, you, you don't have to sort through as many um, items that you would pass on, I guess. And I'm not really sure how often we'll go back to Plato's because... Some of it's just a little too expensive to resell. Okay, so I'm pretty haunted by this one, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Because if you listen to the podcast season two, you know we are, like, loving. (laughs) I'm all in on I think the issue with this is that I just didn't know any brands. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like you try, you know, you can always catch things on an off day. It doesn't necessarily mean it's all going to be bad. Where I've, you know, we've both definitely had that at Plato's where you go in. The only things you find are Madewell jeans for $25 and maybe, you know, some really nothing else. Nothing else there. So then you don't really get anything, but you go back another time and you end up getting a lot. So kind of like anything where, you know, maybe don't just make a huge uh, sweeping opinion. Yeah. If (laughs) if you. Off the one trip. Yeah, I think yeah, I think it's partially that that I might have spent an unlucky day. Partially that I didn't know many brands, so I had a very short list of things I was really looking out for. And then I think the third factor too is definitely at the time of recording this, I was a lot less comfortable paying up for anything. Yes. I still don't pay up very often, really. I feel like I usually sell like lower cost of goods items in general. But yeah. definitely at Play-Dohs, if I find like a really good brand, I'm willing to pay a little more for it or pay up to like $20 for it if it's if it'll sell for like 100 you know? So yeah, yeah I just 
I can't believe we were just not drinking not the Kool-Aid about, about Play-Dohs yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, those are our clips from previous episodes that on some level haunt us a little bit. It's It was fun to go through the different clips. Like you said at the beginning, Tay, I was expecting to find a lot more cringe advice, but I'm kind of proud of us. A lot of our messages still hold up so yeah like if anything like I mean when we listen to the early episodes like I'm definitely cringing but like more are just at me like the (laughs) advice itself for the most part we do stand by but the the sound quality the the weird transitions (laughs) the just like I don't know just you know when you listen to yourself from a year ago you're gonna cringe a little no matter what so just the normal amount of cringe but for the most part yeah there was a few things that came to mind that we wanted to pull like for sure the mystery boxes for sure some of the other ones we talked about but for the most part I like our early episodes they're they're adorable they're adorable (laughs) they are so adorable I love it (laughs) the goals are low (laughs) (laughs) we don't even know we're gonna still be recording this a year later (laughs) Right. It was funny because I found our when we were like looking for um different ideas of like what we could pull for clips. I was just searching in our messages like anything that said the word Poshmark to see if we like were having any cringy conversations that I could that would jog my memory about a clip, you know. Mm -hmm. And I found like one that was like when we decided to start the podcast, we're like, since we wanted to start a podcast anyway, should it just be about Poshmark? Because <laughs> we were like super into Poshmark. And we're like, we're like yes. And then you're like, I could talk about buying my first reseller box. It's just like, that is so cute. Those are great updates. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> At one point, I'm like pitching like, we can have a celebration episode when you hit Poshmark Ambassador. <laughs> hey. We never did that. <laughs> it's in the pipeline. <laughs> okay. It was fun listening to our old clips. And if you want to hear more about any of these topics, definitely go check back on some of these earlier episodes or don't either way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let us know if there's a topic maybe we've covered a really long time ago that you'd like us to revisit with a fresh perspective. That's always fun. All right, so that brings us to our last segment, our favorite segment, the goals, goals update. update. All right, so we are in the month of October, as you know, because of our <laughs> spectacular season. So yes. We need Did to you guys see our new profile picture on Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> they saw. <laughs> what are your goals going to be? Well... I'm shy to say it, but I'm really trying to hit 4,000 in sales. I need to. And I think my second goal, I'm going back to my August goals again. It's going to be listing because I, I was trying to do the math on like, I have X amount of listings in my closet. I'm making about like $3,000. I just need like a third more, right? Because then I would make 4,000. I like it. I like the vision. So, and I've been going to the bins more. So I feel like that could be part of it to get my listings up. But yeah, I, I would feel good. I know we were just laughing at me being like, I'm going to go to Goodwill and get all these items to list. But now that I'm full time, I feel like I do got to try to scale it up a little bit in the coming months to hit the sales goals that I want to be hitting. I think my October goals are going to be, yeah, 4,000 in sales. And then I don't have an exact number in mind. I guess I'll, maybe I'll look at the projections closer and then let you know next week, but some type of listing goal. Love it. Listing focus. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? So I think my sales goal for October is going to be 1600 in gross sales. That's right around where my best month ever was. So I, I just want to hit it again, you know, yes. just kind of get back up to that level. And my second goal is going to be around photography so I think I'm gonna set the goal for like 20 listings and to either take pictures or like creating bundles of items that kind of go together like oh yeah is that dumb because then it's kind of like a mystery box (laughs) no 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 that's not a mystery box if it's like a like items bundle set okay that's very different 
Maybe I'll just yeah, mystery I've... boxes. No, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I have some that would, you know, naturally get bundled together, be it like men's dress shirts, women's business clothes or things like that. And I always like mean to go back, take some pictures of the three items together that look nice. And I just haven't gotten around to it. So I think I'm going to do retake pictures for 20 items this month, if that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. Give them a little facelift refresh. Awesome. Well, we are recording this a little early, so we don't have an update on October yet, but we'll let you know next week where we're at. And other than that, we will talk to you guys soon. We'll be back next week with another Halloween spooky episode. (laughs) Yes. So if you like today's episode, feel free to head over to Apple podcast and give us five stars. Leave us a little review. We love to read those and it helps other people find our podcast as well. Also, if you have a question that you'd like us to read on an upcoming episode feel free to reach out to us at sisters who posh on instagram or sisters who posh at gmail.com yes <sighs> and don't forget we're still taking submissions for our poshmark horror stories we sell our horror stories yes. um so if you have anything that's happened to you uh while you've been reselling that just kind of rubbed you the wrong way or like an angry customer situation. Weird coincidence. Weird coincidences. um, Really anything. A scam that you got caught up in. We need to know more details. So let us know. DM us on our Instagram. Otherwise, definitely send us an email at sistersupasha at gmail.com. Other than that, we'll talk to you guys next week. Hope you liked this episode. And I love you, Maddie. Love you too. Bye. Bye. I was just like trying to like do the like that was a lot of likes wow